We are 1039 WDKX, the Wig Club, Rochester's number one station for hip hop and RB 20 minutes for the top of the hour. Uh, joining us now in studio is the Chief of Rochester Police, uh, Cynthia Harriet Sullivan. Uh, good morning, Chief. How are you doing today? Good morning. Good morning. Glad to see everybody. Uh, good to have you in studio. Uh, yesterday, we had Willie Lightfoot in. Uh, he's a part of the um, uh, initiative to try to cut the violence. He's always been a part of every initiative to try to cut the violence, right. uh, even before he was a part of the summit today. I think it's at 1 o'clock, goes till 5. Yes. Uh, you know, you as, as chief have obviously been getting a lot of phone calls before the feds came in and uh, are now starting to try to curb some of this violence that's been going on. Cuomo has put this violence at an epidemic. Uh, where do you where do we stand right now with this new initiative so far, Chief? Um, sure. Uh, f- f- first of all, this this is something that uh, I've been really pushing for behind the scenes for a bit, and I wanted to, um, like I said, I've done a lot of homework on it. I had my folks monitoring people who've been arrested for gun crimes, you know, uh, what their release conditions are, and I was shocked at the level of release for people with charges where they've shot someone. So I, I actually called the, the U.S. attorney and then uh, Sandra Dorley, our Monroe County DA, and sat down with them and I said, we've got to do something where the, the specific type of offender um, that's shot people repeatedly and have a violence history, I said, they got to stay in custody. What can we do? Mm-hmm. And so that, that's what, what is what kicked that off is to find a way so that certain people um, who really, you know, and it's that 80-20 thing, um, 20% of that population is responsible for a lot of what we're dealing with. And so and so we get, you know, the U.S. attorney was great. Sandra Dorley was great. Uh, J.P. Kennedy is the U.S. attorney. And they came up with this process uh, to uh, target certain offenders, but then where we could direct them to federal charges because then they could be uh, retained in custody. So really, that's how that um, kicked off. It's something I've been looking at for a bit. I've always been about watching the justice system and ensuring that there's no disparity, you know, like certain mm-hmm. groups of people aren't unfairly targeted. But I'm targeting violence, you know, not any particular race. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, but I, I would like to say... I'm cautiously optimistic because, you know, we cannot really control or predict crime uh, to a certain extent. But these last two weeks, um, prior to the initiative kicking off, we had 20, 31 shootings and five homicides. And for these last two weeks, uh, we had 11 shootings and one uh, homicide. So um, we're going to keep monitoring it. And where we need to tweak things, we will. But... Um, but I also wanted to reassure the public that <clears throat> you have not seen your neighbors near your neighborhoods blanketed by a police presence where mm. everybody who leaves their home or tries to drive somewhere is getting stopped. Uh, and that was something I stressed um, but with the U.S. attorney, our other police partners that we I can't support a strategy that targets an entire neighborhood. And so what this does is it targets specific people, who, like I said, who got a gun violence history. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the people we're going after. Uh, uh, Chief Sullivan does this right now uh, here on the WDKX Waker Club for Rochester Police. Uh, I just wanted to ask you, uh, when it comes to some of the stuff that's going on, obviously the task force is here. We're, you know, we're doing it now. Uh, there is a short-term solution 
to try to stop some of the violence, which you were just talking about, is is, is going better. Um, but there's also a long term solution. And I know a lot of people are kind of like, well, obviously, the, the you know, the feds and every FBI, you know, CIA and everybody who has an, an alphabet in their name uh, will not be around forever. So have you started thinking about what the long term solution is to try to uh, prevent some of this violence going forward? Um, sure. That's a great question. Um, I've, I've really always been about uh, prevention. And uh, I'm, I mentioned this when I first came back to the police department as chief, is that one of the reasons I left is that I wanted a bigger hand in preventing people from getting in the system to begin with. Because that's, mm. your, that's your best bet, is to put practices, policies, programs in place that keep people from even getting into the system. So um, I agree with you. This is a sh- dealing with the violent predators is a short term solution. We still got to work on uh, keeping people out of the system and those who've been exposed to it, give them other options uh, so that they have the tools they need to be productive. Um, we we, we ha- just have to do that. And I'm literally praying um, that others, community leaders understand that. Uh, I, you know, we, of course, we have a new mayor coming in. Um, you know, I pray for his success and that we put things in place that are going to keep people from joining the system. So, for example, uh, several years ago, I was on the committee that rewrote the uh, city school district's code of conduct. Uh, one of the things that drove that is we knew that keeping kids, limiting their suspensions from school uh, would keep them out of the justice system because the more you're suspended from school, the, the increased likelihood you're going to end up in the criminal justice process. Those are the things um, that we have to work on that are going to give us long-term uh, solutions. So that's not going to stop for me. There, there is a group that works on programs and services and giving people uh, alternatives to uh, live in a violent uh, lifestyle. So. Um, we'll continue to do that, but I'm fond of telling everyone, if law enforcement alone was the solution, then we wouldn't have a problem. We wouldn't have mm. this problem because we would have solved it by now. And yeah. so I've never believed that was the answer. The other thing I believe is the community's got to be at this table. They got to be stakeholders in the process. If it's going to be sustainable and it's going to succeed, we as police can't be, we can't lead the charge. We can partner with people but we got to mm. work together on it. Uh, Chief Sullivan joins us down here on the show. WDKX Rochester Police Chief is always talking a bit about it. What about some of the stuff that has gone on when it comes to snitching? I know a lot of people, you need information. RPD, uh, people who are in law enforcement, you, you mentioned prevention. That's one way. The other thing, too, is, is that somebody just shot someone on a street. Somebody just committed a crime on a street and it, sometimes it, the community is not forthcoming when it comes to information for whatever reason that may be. How important is it that, that information is given to police so that we get people who are committing these violent and heinous crimes off the streets? Um, it's very important and I, I just can't stress it enough. Um, but I, but I want to say that also that I understand where some people are, are coming from. You feel you've got to live in that neighborhood. You've got to be there. And uh, people are afraid sometimes. I, I can tell you that uh, I didn't have a big problem. On, and I'm talking about uh, when I uh, worked for the department the first round. Uh, 
with people coming forward. Um, but the bottom line is they got to know you and they got to feel they can trust you. And then that, you know, kind of gets the ball rolling. And the other thing is we've got to be careful internally that, you know, when people come forward and they're at risk that we work together to protect them. But I can assure you that um, what I did before coming back was I was almost, and I still have my certification as a compliance officer, which is basically internal affairs um, for mm -hmm. a, a business. And I couldn't be effective if people weren't coming to me confidentially, but I had to take the time for people to trust me and to go through the process and see that other people, when they came forward, they were protected. Um, I don't see a shortcut for that, um, but I, I do feel that at the end of the day, we've got to come together as a community and decide what we're going to reject, and then we've got to stick together and we got to support each other. So I was talking to Chief of Rochester Police, uh, Cynthia Harriet-Sullivan, joining us now here on the show. Uh, I, I do want to, uh, before we get out of here, talk a little bit about reform. Everybody needs to update something, even if you're on top and you're good at it. Uh, you know, I don't care if you're at the top of your field. There's always change going forward, especially within the last year with RPD. What is the latest, can you say, on the reform and the changing uh, that's going on at RPD? I'm sure. Thank you. Um, we've done quite a bit of work in the last year. As you all know, we had that um, uh, new protest uh, approach plan. And basically all that amounted to was just communication. You know, mm -hmm. being clear to people, level one is... Uh, uh, a protester, peaceful protester, and we separated those from people who were committing anarchy and destroying property. And to be clear with our staff, somebody's off peacefully protesting, we leave them alone. They have a right to do that, and then we deal with others in different uh, ways. Um, we've been internally working on our policy changes. We're going to be rolling out a, a new use of force policy that really um, kind of gets at the heart of the thought process, um, sanctity of human life, life is a priority. When someone's passive and not resisting, here's what, how you're going to approach them. Um, we've got a duty to intervene policy that we implemented back in March. Uh, um, uh, chokeholds, no chokeholds, that was back in March as well. And then, you know, importantly, uh, de-escalation policy and then also our psychiatric crisis intervention that really... Um, lays out how we work together with Dr. Lyman Torres' team and pick and fit and how we're going to approach that population, that it's really less about an arrest per se, but more about detaining someone for a time period so we can get them to the hospital. So we've been hard at work at that. And for uh, uh, less than a year, um, we've got some phenomenal accomplishments. And then I just want to also say to the community and into our officers. Uh, I've just, I've seen the difference, um, our approaches to de-escalation and really trying to work with people and um, get beyond situations without them escalating. I just want our officers to know I'm proud of them and then I want the community to know that we're working hard to work together. And so I just want us to continue on that path. And, yeah. and also to WDKX, you're a great voice in this community uh, effort, um, you, you ensure that people get to the truth and, and then let them make an informed decision. I just can't thank you all enough for that. 
Uh, we, we appreciate it. The transparency is extremely important to the community, and they've let us know that now uh, through us, uh, you know uh, full well how important it is to yes. be up, up front and honest yep. so we can build a new relationship. Can't fix a lot of stuff that happened in the past. We can only build and go forward uh, and try to make this community as safe as possible so this city can be as great as it needs to be and as safe as it needs to be. Uh, Chief, thanks for the time. I know you've been working hard and a, and a lot of different things on and off the books. So uh, we wish you the best of luck, and thank you for being a part of the Waco Club this morning. All right. Thank you, Tariq, DJ Rain, Site. Uh, great to see you all, and I hope to see you again soon. We are 103.9 WDKX, the Waco Club. Good morning.